And the word God wants me to bring to you is so profound. I'm going to call this message, Stop Wasting Your Blessing. Tell somebody beside you, Stop Wasting Your Blessing. No, you, get it. you better tell them properly. Look at them eyeball to eyeball. Say, In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Look at them eyeball to eyeball. Say, In the name of Jesus. I command but that your destiny and your blessing shall no more be wasted. Oh, you're not talking to that person. Tell them, say, I command and I prophesy over your life in the name of Jesus, your anointing, your capacity, the days of your life, will no more be wasted. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Hosea chapter number 6. Hosea chapter 6. And we're going to go to verse 4. Hosea chapter number 6. And verse 4. Hosea 6 and 4. Oh Ephraim. What shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? Now I want you to look in my eyes. It looks like there's a perplexity there. Whenever you're telling somebody, I don't even know what to do about you. I, I, I don't know what to do about your life. I, I, I have no clue. <laughs> it means you've tried everything you can, but they still don't get it. And this is God talking to Israelites. And God is speaking to them now. And God is saying. I don't know what to do about you. It means God has done something. Oh help me Jesus. God has invested something. God has made an effort. God has reached out. Again and again. But somebody is still not getting it. God has downloaded revelation. God has poured the anointing. God has reached you in your personal space. God has tried to get your attention in the morning. He's tried to talk to you in the afternoon. He's tried to send the word to you. He's tried to speak to you through social media. He's tried to connect with you, but he's still not getting through to you. Oftentimes, we don't understand how compelling and how frustrated the spirit of God is when we are out of alignment with the rhythm of God. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Look in my eyes. The only assignment of the Holy Spirit is to order your steps and to align you with the deep things of the Spirit of God. 24 hours. The Bible says, He that watcheth over Israel does not sleep nor slumber. So every time the Spirit of God is trying to sink you, into rhythm of God. That's all he's doing. And oftentimes we don't sync with God. Oh my God, help me today. We are stuck into our own routine. We are stuck into our own systems. We are stuck into our own mentality. We are stuck into our own background. Into the religious system. Things that are comfortable for us. Oh my God. How we hate to inconvenience ourselves. 
And God says, what shall I do to you? Oh, Ephraim, oh, Judah, what shall I do to you? I want you to see the next verse. What does the Bible say there? He said, for your goodness. Look at my eyes, everyone. For your goodness. I believe the NIV version says, for your blessing. Another translation says, look at my eyes, for your prosperity. Okay, let me bring it home a little more. For your destiny. Your anointing, your capacity. This is what God is saying. He said, for your goodness is like the deal. It's like, for your goodness is as a morning cloud. And as the early dew, it goeth away. So God here is perplexed, frustrated about the Ephraimites and the people of Judah. Because these people have opportunity to activate something of significance in their lives. But God says they are not able to tap into it. And the Spirit of God says your blessing is as the dew of the morning. It's like the cloud in the morning. It goes away. You know how you wake up sometimes and you, you go out in the, in the open field and peel the grass and peel the flowers. And you see it's all wet. But by the time you get to about 10 a.m., it's all gone. In other words, the blessing, look in my eyes, of the Ephraimite was not sustainable. It was not prolonged. They had a little blessing. Oh, help me, Jesus. A little shower of the anointing when they come to church. They, they encounter God. They come to the place of the glory. But by the time they hit the road, the anointing can't even get home with them. And they can't keep their presence of God every day of the week. So they come back like they do. They tap into the frequency of the spirit. But before they leave the atmosphere, something shifts them again out of God. And the cycle continues. And the spirit of God here is expressing his frustration over, you know, the ongoing cycle of unproductivity that is prevalent in this people's lives. Now, I want you to understand something because many of us, we think that because Jesus has already given us victory, that we will automatically manifest victory in our lives without making any effort. Listen, somebody. The victory of Christ does not automatically translate into your victory in Christ. Christ has won the victory and by that victory that he won, what did he do? Look at my eyes. He opened the door for you. He opened the platform for you and for me to enter, come on somebody, by the gates of the victory that he won. And what does he want you to do? He wants you to now obtain your own victory. Oh, help me Jesus. He wants you to take your own narrative of individual victory and to manifest something out of what Christ has already gotten. In other words, you can have a victorious Christ and a defeated Christian. 
How can you have Jesus who ascended on high, let captive, cap, he let captivity captive, give gifts to men, open the floodgates of heaven, and given us authority, and yet, somebody say yet. Somebody say yet. Somebody say yet. We are not able to manifest that victory. So how are you not able to manifest the victory? How are we not able to manifest the victory? You know why we're not able to manifest the victory? Because we don't understand that for me to lay hold of the victory of Jesus and to manifest that victory in my life, I have to activate it. I have to engage it. I have to do something about it. Some people live in some of the most prosperous countries in the world and they are still poor. You can live in a rich country and still be poor. And some people live in a poor country and they are still rich. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. Because Jesus broke the glass ceiling, removed the limitation, wrestled death, wrestled hell, and brought victory, and gave access into abundant life, does not necessarily translate without you engaging it into a tangible manifestation of that blessing in your life. So what is the devil's strategy? The devil knows that he can never undo what Christ has done. But he's trying to make sure that he does not see that victory translate into your victory. So the Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. So we are out of the loins of Jesus Meaning that our lives is supposed to be as his life on earth was. Our scripture says, for as he is in this world, so are we. So he has been the author and the finisher, the Bible called Jesus, the, the bishop and the apostle of our soul. And he's gone ahead of us into the heavens and he has procured victory. And what is God telling you to do? What, look at my eyes. What is God telling you to do? God is telling you, you don't have a defeated Jesus. You cannot be defeated. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. You have to engage the glory that Christ gave you. Because he already opened the door. So whenever we don't engage the glory, it amounts to waste. And that's what the devil wants. It amounts to waste. Because there's, there's, there's a, 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 a something that's broken in the cycle. You can't see it. You can't manifest it. It's like giving somebody an open check, yet, yet they are still poor. If, if somebody was wealthy, and a wealthy person gave you an open check, and they said to you, you have every access and every blessing that's embedded in this, in this title deed, go manifest it. And they still stay poor. Then something is wrong. The Lord told me to come here this morning. He told me to speak to somebody and to let you understand that right now, come on somebody, everything that Jesus Christ died to manifest will come to pass in your life. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for it? Somebody say activate. Say it again. Say activate. Say it again. Say activate. So I'm going to obtain my personal 
victory from his victory. Did you hear me, somebody? Lift your right hand and say, what do you say? I obtain. This is good. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Say, I obtain my victory from the victory that Jesus Christ has given me by his death and by his life. We're going to obtain our own narrative of victory. You are going to write your own story of victory. You are going to label your life with the same success pattern that proceed from Jesus. You are going to say to yourself, I come from the DNA of the supernatural and I carry the possibility power of God in me. Why? Because Jesus, the author and the finisher, the architect of my faith, he has gone ahead of me and he has opened that gate and because he opened the gate, I'm not going to stay outside of the glory. I'm going to walk through and I'm going to engage God for what he's already done in the heavens and I'm going to cause it to manifest by activation in my life in the name of Jesus if you believe it say yes the battle that we are fighting look at my eyes is the battle to align ourselves and to manifest what Jesus already did and that's what God told me to tell believers today. Now, there are five things the Lord is going to do in this season that we are going to manifest. Okay? We're going to manifest five specific dimensions that Christ has already done. And we're going to make it ours. Paul the Apostle, before I start to lay all this five on you today, he started by saying, listen, I'm going to apprehend what Christ has apprehended me for. Look at my eyes, somebody. Okay. Christ has apprehended Paul. And Paul said, I'm going to apprehend the same thing that Jesus apprehended me for. So if I did not engage what Jesus Christ already opened the portals and opened the veil for me, it means I've wasted grace. See, I tell people every time, grace is the power to do something. It's God's enablement to make something happen. And oftentimes we don't realize that what God has already preordained has got to be called into manifestation. Paul decided to lay hold of the things that God has already done. Paul told Timothy to press forward towards the mark of the high calling. He said, I press forward. The, the, the mark of the high calling, the call of God, the anointing, the mandate that's been opened to me in Christ. I'm pressing forward to accomplish it. Lift your hands. Say, Father, by all means necessary, I will. Oh, I'm not. I'm not in the right church. Say, I will. Say, I must manifest what Christ has already finished in my spirit. Number one, Christ has already given us victory over demonic spirit. You believe that? Do you know that the victory that Jesus Christ won over the devil is an open check given to every believer. 
See how the Lord gave me a revelation this week as I began to study the book of Luke chapter 10 and within one hour I read it over four or five times because the revelation of that place just hit my spirit. Jesus said, behold, I see the devil. I saw, I beheld the devil fall like lightning from heaven. And then I said, wait a minute. What is Christ talking about here? You got to hear this somebody. He did not say, I'm looking at the devil right now. He's falling. He said, I, I beheld the devil fall like a lightning from heaven. And that that hit me. That's it. It was not, Jesus had not died at that time. So, so you cannot say, well, it was after Jesus died that the devil was defeated. No, he was not dead he, and he, he had not been buried. He had not resurrected. Jesus Christ at that season, he was talking essentially about what had happened when the devil fell from heaven. He said, listen to me. It's not a story that somebody told me. I beheld the devil fall like a lightning from heaven my god and then he said in the next verse he said now i give you authority now what he did for us opened the door his victory has the potential to translate into your own victory it's like a father who has labored so hard and you have opened the door for your children. You've paved the way for them. You've made their lives easier. You've made access easier for them. And imagine you made all that hard work and the child refused to engage. It wasted. Jesus, listen to me. Listen to me. Don't let anybody fool you. That because Jesus already opened the door. And then he's already given authority over demonic spirit. That all you've got to do is to just lay sleepy. And to see demons run from you. No, 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 no. Listen to me somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Because Jesus already opened the door. And he's already given you authority over demonic spirit. He's now saying, listen to me. The victory that I got. is an access for your own victory. For your own victory to manage manifest you have to get up and engage the devil and that's why he said listen what I give to you is authority hallelujah to trample upon snakes and scorpions meaning that you've got to roll up your sleeves go to the front line and step your feet over every snake and scorpion you don't just sit idle you tell the devil Christ Jesus has given me the victory I will not waste the victory of Jesus over my life I engage in spiritual warfare and I trample on snakes oh the devil is a liar he opened the door let me tell you something if Jesus had not opened the door we couldn't even walk through that door we couldn't even ascertain our authority we could not even say well I have dominion I have power we can't even confront principalities and powers that have been in existence in millenniums. Look in my eyes. But now he opened the door. Come on, tell somebody beside you, he opened the door. He already obtained a victory. And what is God calling you to do? Make that victory your personal victory. 
In other words, my God, because Jesus now opened the door and he, he gave access in victory, you can access your victory and you can begin to lay day by day the narrative of your victory. Oh God, help me today. Do you know that the victory of Jesus, is, 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 it, it opens the gate and in the heavens, it's all credited to Jesus. His victory is a gateway. It's, a, it's an access point, but it is credited to Jesus. But your victory in Christ is credited to you. So that's the difference between victory of Christ and your victory in Christ. In other words, Jesus, help me today. We can have two believers who have the victory of Christ as an access for them to engage their victory in Christ and two believers have equal opportunity to the victory of Christ and one person choose to engage the victory of Christ on the 20% and another person engage it on an 80% so we have commonality we have the same level of the victory of Christ but we don't have the same level of the victory in Christ. Is God talking to somebody right now? I want you to lift your right hand and say with me. Say, I have a higher level of victory in Christ. You're going to take your own victory in this season by the victory of Christ over demonic spirit. Am I talking to somebody? You are going to take your own victory. Oh, somebody's about to write a diary of victory. Somebody, listen to me. I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. We're about to see things that terrorize believers becoming a stepping stone. Because as I'm talking to you right now, by the Spirit of God, there is an activation of victory. On a level that you've never seen or known it before. Oh, is somebody ready right now? Father, pour this word as a powerful revelation and let it strike in the DNA of everybody under this building. Because as I'm preaching right now, the Holy Ghost said to me, there are people who have been struggling with the same devil. Come on, somebody. The same demon that's been plaguing your family. The same thing that, you know, your, 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 your father and your grandfather struggled with that you are seeing recurrent in your life. And you are saying to yourself, but I have victory in Christ. Why is it happening? Listen to me. The victory you have, make it your victory in Christ. The anointing of God is going to rise in your belly and I don't know what level you are in your victory walk right now but what I came to declare is that hear me today by the spirit of God by a holy provocation by the power of the Holy Ghost God is raising you up God is causing a spirit that will not settle a violent spirit of the Holy Ghost to rise in your belly and to engage the victory in Christ and to tell every demon spirit I have the victory that given to me by Jesus and I use that victory to have my own victory you can have your victory I'm you listen listen you will have your own victory Oh, help me, Jesus. Tell three people, I'm going to have my own victory. Thank God for the victory.
victory of Paul. Thank God for the victory of Peter. Thank God for the victory of James. Thank God for victory of Providence Rebecca. Thank God for victory of Pastor Steve. But I declare I'm going to have my own victory. Anybody here ready to have their own victory? I will have my own listen to me listen to me get ready something is about to happen you will go to the depth of hell you will bind every devil spirit you will you will keep it under you will snap it down you will put your, your feet under his head over his head and you will declare this is my testimony that every power of the devil in my life is defeated i'm not going to keep battling the same demon every year every season i will not keep battling this depression i will not keep battling this limitation christ has died to give me victory i now go to the front line i shut down the devil i take authority i make this victory mine tell somebody say it's my victory now This is God. Sit down for a minute. When you get to heaven, you're not going to be rewarded by the victory of Jesus. You're going to enter heaven by the victory of Christ. Everyone who gets to heaven, they are there because Jesus had victory. But everyone who is rewarded, they are there because they got their own victory. Am I talking to somebody? The level that you get your own victory is the level where we will all start to find our levels. By the victory of Christ, we are on the same level. But by the victory in Christ, we are on different levels. Because our engagement of the victory of Christ is different. And that's why, look at my act. Some people are going to get saved. In 20 years, they have only 2% victory in Christ. They can only tell two things that God has done and two, two victories. They don't have too much because they engage God on this level. And somebody's going to walk in in just six months. They take off. Paul the apostle said, I was the last of the apostles. I was the least of the apostles, but I exert them all. I have a greater level of victory. Why? Because of the grace of God, the power to do that was given to me. He took the grace. He engaged the grace. He apprehended what Christ has apprehended him for. Look in my eyes, somebody. This year, 2019, will not end. In the name of the risen Christ, without you, I'm not talking about somebody. Some of you be like, oh, apostle, oh, I can't pray that much. Oh, I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't know what's going on in my life. But this is what God's word says. If your amen will be loud enough in this building today, the Lord told me to come tell somebody that you will also be able to count one victory, two victories, three victories, four victories, five victories, six victories, seven victories. Eight victories, nine victories, ten victories, eleven victories, twelve victories, thirteen victories. You will say, I also, I got my own victory. 
is raising giant killers in this house today. We're gonna, woo, we're gonna get our own victory. Are you ready to get your own victory? As I'm talking, begin to picture the things God will give you victory over. Oh, Jesus, I thank you right now. It's time for us to engage for victory. Rise up! Because this is the year for victory. Okay, all right, please sit down. I want to drop some in your spirit. There is no victory that comes randomly. Nobody becomes victorious coincidentally. And that's why, look at my eyes, every time, every time the enemy comes like a flaw, the spirit of the Lord raise a what? Standard. Somebody say standard. So what is God saying there? He said he's going to raise a standard. It means that there are specific arsenal of the spirit that is raised up to engage specific onslaught of the devil. Oh, help me Jesus. You know that there are daily blessings. The Bible says give us this day our daily bread. Daily blessing. The Bible says redeeming the time for the days are full of what? Evil. So every day has its own attendant challenge. Am I talking to somebody? Okay, there are petty challenges that will come. Sometimes you just wake up and your head feels heavy. Am I talking to somebody? You feel drowsy. You feel like, what's going on here? Sometimes the money is going slow. Sometimes, I mean, everyday roller coaster. But I'm talking to somebody right now. That there are certain times in your life that you will know that there is an intelligence of satanic orchestration that's behind you in a vicious and malicious way. And certain things, amen, originate from the pit of hell. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not just talking about having, you know, day-to-day victory. Say praise God. Amen. I made it to them. No, I'm talking to somebody in this building that feels as if there is an onslaught. There is something that you have grappled with for quite a while. Listen, listen, listen. We are not just going to say, well, I thank God or you're going to wake up in the morning and say, Jesus, well, I'm, I'm dealing with this and I know that you are able to do it and I thank you. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Listen, when you faced by certain dimensions of warfare you know what you do you engage on the same level oh help me jesus the holy ghost will raise out of your belly he will call you to action he will call you to war he will tell you turn your plate upside down get up in the middle of the night tell every devil that's coming from the pit of hell matter that you have risen up against me in this season at this time over my child over my finance over my ministry over my destiny i shall have my victory it doesn't just happen randomly you don't just say well it happened no you have to do you know do you know afflictions prolong until you wake up? David said, the day that I call upon God, then will my enemies turn back. This I know that God is for me. 
So God is saying to somebody, I already have my own victory over death. Jesus said, I have my victory over the grave. I have my own victory over the devil. Now I give you power. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be like Ephraim that says, well, we don't know what God's going to do. Well, this is my witness. No, 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 no. God! And pray. Something shifted in this house last Wednesday when we prayed in the Holy Ghost. If I told you what God showed me in the course of that prayer, and when Providence was leading, and she started to say, let the fire hit the altar of my life. I sense that God at that season was sending a cutting edge anointing to penetrate and permeate every orchestration from the pit of hell and something began to shake listen to me you are under an anointed atmosphere today and i come in the name of the lord this victory shall be yours you are going to have victory in this season get ready somebody for victory nothing will be held from you, you will not waste your destiny, you will not waste your power, you will not waste your anointing. Get up right now. There is victory Monday. Say yes, Lord. Sit down. The number two thing God is doing now is giving us activation of prosperity. We're going to see it happen. I asked the Lord, how many times do I have to preach a revelation until it's sinking? And the Lord say every day. He said, they're going to get it. That Christ, he obtained victory over lack, over financial limitation. But his victory can be your victory, but it does not automatically translate to it. And that's why error is happening in many people's lives. The Bible says, for I have seen an error that proceeded from the rulers. I have seen princes walking barefooted. Why servants were on a horseback? What does that mean? It means that princes have something that servants don't have. Oh, help me, Jesus. But servants know something that princes don't know. I'm going to say that again. What makes him a prince is that he has something. He has an inheritance. He has inheritance in Christ. That's what makes him a prince. He has something. He has royalty. So he should not be walking barefooted. Oh my God. But when the prince is walking barefooted and the servant is on a horseback, it means the prince has something the servant does not have. But the servant knows something that the prince does not know. So when you have something and don't know it, it's useless. When you know something and don't have it, you will have it. When 
you have something and does not know it, it's useless. But when you know something, what you know you will, all, you will, you will all ultimately have. And that's why the Spirit of God says, how many people are here today who are blessed in their DNA for glory? But like Ephraim, they are complaining every day about what they don't have, about how life is not moving. And God says, I'm so frustrated about what you are saying and what you are doing and the things you are talking about because I have blessed you and your blessing is like the dew of the morning that's going. And there are people who are not even saved who are now able to even navigate blessing on a level that inheritance children of God are not able to manifest. Why? Because we don't activate it. We don't engage it. The Bible says there was not one feeble person amongst their rank. God took Israel by a mighty hand and brought them through the wilderness and he blessed them across the desert. He blessed them. I want you to know something today. By the revelation and the activation of the glory of God, everything if your amen will go louder, that you could not do or in the regard of your finance, the Lord is opening the doors for you to do it. I trust God to raise up your head and cause your mind to be unblocked. I trust God to switch the trajectory of your mind. To open you up to the reality of the blessing in Christ. Oh, do not joke. Look in my eyes. Oh, thank you, Lamb of God. Thank you, Lamb of God. Do not joke with the covenant of provision. It's a protocol of the kingdom. This God is waiting to bless. I'm talking to somebody right now. He wants to bless you. He's eager to bless I read the scriptures. The Bible said, for the spirit that living us lusted unto envy. I said, God, what, what, what are you talking about? He said, I'm desperately looking for somebody to bless. I'm looking for somebody. They thought you can't amount to anything. God says, I'm looking for you. Listen to me. God says, I'm eager to bless you. More than, more than you are eager to receive. I've been looking for you. I've been pursuing you with my blessing. But God says, my blessing operates on a frequency. And if you are not on the frequency of the blessing, you cannot navigate it. Come on, somebody. You got to release yourself from every system of this world. You've got to release your mind from every spirit of greed. You've got to release your mind from every spirit of self-centeredness. You have to say, God, I know that there is a blessing in the New Testament that comes through Christ by the application of the word of God and the of God and I will align myself for that blessing. Sit down please. God is a dangerous blesser. Look in my eyes. The devil is a liar. I set you free from every credit system mentality. 
God is a dangerous blesser. When you read your Bible and you see how God blesses, he blesses too much. The Bible says full measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He blesses too much. Ah, when God blesses, he, when he blessed Peter, when he blessed Peter, he gave him a net-breaking miracle. When he blessed Peter, hey, you know how big the hand of God is? You, the hand of God is not on your level. If the hand of God lifts you, low ground for God is too high for man. Because say, I'm placing you high. They will look for you on the low level. They will find you. The way God blesses. Father, please, before 2019 is over, honor your word today. Maybe 10 people, maybe 25 in this building today. Let them know what it means to be blessed by God. Look at my eyes. You are bound to know what it means. What does it mean for God to bless? Hey, man of God, when this God blesses, he doesn't give you $2 raise on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not God. And it, that, that can happen to anybody. When God blesses you, David said, I've become a wonder to many. He says, ah, Father, help us. I break every limitation upon this region. Father, invade us with the power and the consciousness of the blessing of God. What is he asking us to do? He said, stay on my radar. Stay on God's radar. Stop trying to abuse his covenant. He's given the door. He's opened the windows. Jesus has given victory. He went ahead of us. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Engage Jesus. Engage. Go on the same frequency. Come on somebody. He's calling you to honor him. You got to honor God. You cannot get that blessing outside of honoring God. He wants you to honor him. That's all he's asking for. Honor God with your time. Is God part of the narrative of your life? Do you honor God with your time? Have there been days when you are just sitting at home watching sports and you are not driven to his presence? Have there been days when you've gone out to just watch movie when you ought to come and hallow his name? Why do we not have the blessing moving in our lives? Because we have nobody honoring God. He said, in that day, I will spare him. As a man spare his son that serve him. I will make him a jewel. That's why we don't see the glory. Because we think we can win the battle of the Lord with the devil's weapon. So you are walking back to back, back to back. No place for the spirit of God in your life. No place for tithing on your finance. Some of you, when you get your finance statement, not one donation has hit the altar for a whole month. Your tithing, it's not consistent in your banking details that your banker knows that you tithe. 
the people at your bank, they know that every month, specific amount is getting out to honor God. I say to people, until you understand that giving to God is not about money, it's about honor. You won't, you won't get it. It won't make sense. Religion will cloud you. Your mind will cloud you. Some of you would think it's about the ministry. It's about, oh, they want money. You know SLC is not given to that nonsense. We just engage by integrity. But this God delights in honor. He said, I will honor them that honor me. He delights in honor. He wanted, to, he wanted to prove and approve Abraham of honor. He said, Abraham, honor me, honor me. Give me something that is dear to you. He said, your son whom you love. It's not about God does not need the blood of Abraham's son. He needed the heart of Abraham to honor God. In Canada, not many people honor God. Few people, many go to church. They don't honor God. The glory is not moving. Where is the blessing? He said, I'm frustrated because I don't see anybody coming with their honor. Where is your honor? Why do you even worship God in church? You just look around like, you know what? I don't care what's going on here. Seriously? He's that king of the universe. We can't get out of our seat, bend our knees, raise our hand, bow down, and honor God. Honor God. To tremble. Tremble. And his presence. I say to God, let me not be too familiar with you. That's why in 30 years of ministry, this thing is still burning in my heart like fire. Like the first day started. I have not started my journey. I'm still on the kickstart lane. I'm just about to take up because I will never come too close to this God to disregard him. And I will never stay too far to miss him. I've got to honor him. Do you know when I come to this altar? I don't say, well, I was here when they built it, but his name is here. Worship has been done. He's been consecrated. I bow down. Holy, 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 Lord God almighty. That's why the heavens are ceased. That's why, that's why we are working, working, working. Some of you, Wednesday, you don't show up. Sunday, you don't show up. Listen. If the value of your life is only dollar and cents, you are poor. There are things in a man's life that money cannot buy. They offer you $10 extra and you miss church. When they give you that, that $10, they won't protect you. They won't shield you. They won't keep you in your dream. There are things in a man's life. Money can't buy it. There's a level you will walk with God. That your life has value in heaven. When you wake up, demons tremble. When you wake up, angels stand at attention. 
when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises a standard against them. Honor of God makes your life valuable. Makes you a wonder. People at work, they say, we've been trying to hack you down, but we cannot. Have you ever seen sometimes that some people look at you, they say, ah, but you are so small. Why can't we keep? Say, he that keep Israel does not sleep, not slumber. And some of you say, well, God is a God of love. He loves everybody. But he does not trust everybody. He can't entrust some things to can I talk to you right now? Y'all don't like me already. Can I preach for a minute? You know some of us, the Lord knows. If I still want this one to be coming to church, that may not bless them too much. Because God knows the day you get the kind of blessing you are asking for is the day you backslide and you tumble. He can't trust you. You rumble, you tumble, you fumble. Because he knows your heart is not circumcised. Real covenant with God makes a man to have 10 million dollars sinking in the bank and yet they honor God. Some people, man of God, God just say, you know what? I'm giving you $15,000 break. Hey! Shoulder like this. No place for worship. I don't worship God. Praise God. The blessing is heavy. You know, worship is for poor people. Only desperate people go to church. I don't know this Christian. Why are they shouting? When you have, when you, you know, I'm, I'm settled. So that's why we don't see the glow. So the blessing is going like the dew of the morning. Because we won't honor him. No time for God. No honor. No sacrifice on the altar. No service in the house of God. And our lives are going. And there's no relevance in the eternal order of God. This is our year. He says to tell somebody, stop wasting your blessing. Your blessing is not on your job. It's in your covenant with God. God is your source. I say, God is your source. I say, God is your source. Everything is just a means. God can open multiple streams of income for you. This is the year of activation. Lord, raise 10 people in this house who know how to honor your name, that will run at your word, that know how to engage you as a father. And watch what's going to happen. Some of you are going to be so lifted. That things that have already passed calendar year by the system of man. The Lord will revisit them in your life. And you're going to be mesmerized. You're going to look at yourself and say, when did this happen? How did this happen? Hey, and God will tell you, that's how I show up. Big for them that love me. Are you ready? Lift your two hands and say, Father, my blessing, my destiny shall no more be wasted. Come and stand to your feet, everybody.